Welcome to Breakthrough with Brig, the podcast that teaches high-achieving Black women how to use thought work to break through barriers, get out of their own way, and become their best self in the most loving and sustainable way. Y'all ready? Let's dig in. Hey guys, episode 118. How y'all doing? Let me tell you, I have set a goal to get up. This is yoga place close enough to me. I actually drove there today. It was like 25 minutes close enough to me. And they do hot yoga at 530 in the morning. And for so long, I used to like, I don't want to get up early because, you know, when I did anesthesia, I had to be at work at 630. So I would get up at 4.45. And so for like the first year of me being a full-time coast, I like rebelled against getting up early. Like, no, I don't want to get up early. I had to do that. And I saw it as such a punishment. And now I see it completely opposite. It's like, I love getting up at 4.45, which means I literally go to bed now at like 8, 7.38, depending on how hard I work out. Like if I work out really, really hard, my ass is in bed at 7.30. Okay. I I just have decided that as I get older, I understand that my body wants and desires longer time for recovery. It doesn't mean I can't work out. It doesn't mean I can't push myself. It just means that I understand that I need a little bit longer recovery because my body's like, take your ass to bed. It's 7.30 and I'm like, but the lights are still out. I'm like, no, go to bed. Okay. So what am I saying all of this for? I have set a goal to lead a house because I've been so leisurely now about it. Like I get up and I make my coffee and I have a frother and I sprinkle cinnamon and nutmeg over it. And I let the dogs out and I watch them play and I do my journaling and I meditate and I pray like all of this stuff. And so it's just this long, very luxurious time with myself before I even start my day. So I am so grounded and my cup is so literally filled because I love and cherish the experiences. It's like not that I just have a cup of coffee, but because I use the frother and the energy I use when I'm like shaking the cinnamon on it. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be so good. And I feel the warmness of the cup in my hand and like everything. My ritual is a celebration, like my desk in my bedroom. If you've ever coached with me, you know, I talk about this, like creating spaces, the environment that make it a sacred practice. So why am I saying all this? Because I have all this and now I'm like, Oh, but I would love to get up and do yoga at 5.30. And I don't want to just do it at the house because I thought about it. I even thought about buying that damn yoga dome that you can put in there and put a heater in there. And I was like, that's like, no, I do everything in the house. So my thing is like to reverse my pandemic brain, which was it's unsafe to go outside. And so I'm like, oh, I have to reverse that, which is get your ass out the house. (laughs) So I was like, 5.30 in the morning, yoga would be amazing. So I have missed it every time I have said I was going to go because I'm still like luxuriating off of my coffee or like, oh no, and like playing with the dogs. And so today I was like, okay, just leave the house because I left the house at 5.30 instead of 5.10, which is what I 
imagine I would need to leave. So I was like, just leave the house and go. So I just left the house and drove up there. So I think my next thing is going to be like, okay, just leave the house and drive up there. And eventually my brain is going to be like, well, can we at least go in? Like, okay, we're going to have to leave in time enough for us to go in. Cause I didn't get there till like 550. So I wasn't going to walk in for the first time at 550 for 530 class as a beginner. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. And there were plenty of cars there. I was like, oh, so there's lots of people there too either. Anyway, I digress, but just want to let you know, like, that's the shit that I do too. Like, we all do some stuff and we all have things that we're working on. That one's mine. So next time you see me, ask me, am I showing up for my 530 yoga class? <laughs> because as I get older, I also realize, yes, I do all these hikes and I do this strength training and everything, but the flexibility... Like I've fallen and I can't get up is a thing. And I think it's because as we get older, we lose our sense of proprioception, which is our relationship to our body, to the environment. And one of the ways we do that is because we lose some of our mobility, but strength training and mobility training helps that. So even if I do fall, I won't be a stiff thing where the hip would break. It's like I would have pliability if I fell. Anyway, that's me on the journey to 60. But I like literally got in and got up, didn't even finish my thought work time because my brain was just firing off. And like my brain really fires off in the morning. That's why I used to do those morning musings. But I'm really trying to limit my social media. So I stopped put out on social media because inevitably I start scrolling. You know the dopamine. So after my dopamine fast, I've kind of like really learned to reduce my social media. And so I do do it. I just have it at a specific time and it's at the end of the day. So it's okay that my brain is reactive, but it's not at the beginning of the day. I don't want to start my brain out being reactive. I may do a podcast on that. But we're not going to talk about that now either. So I was like, oh, no, you can't do it because like I lose a video with them and I look a hot mess. And I'm like, yeah, take, just take the bonnet off, flip your locks a little bit and let's go. So we're in a launch. The doors of Deeply Rooted is open. And I just wanted to talk from my heart, like literally just from my heart what's going on, what I see, and what I see this container being. And if you've been following along, like yesterday, because I'm recording this, but when you hear this, it would be the day after our stress recovery, our stress-free in 2023 masterclass. And in that you learn, I'm not saying that we have to be stress-free. What I'm saying is I want us to have freedom from stress. Right now, I consider us not to produce our epic shit now because of the biological chains, the chains that our bodies feel when we go up and against the grain. Because for so long, we have been internally conditioned to not go against the grain. And putting out our epic shit, I don't care what it is, the C office, doing the presentation, saying, no, I don't agree with that in the meeting. No, this is the direction we need to go and these are the reasons why, right? No, that patient does not need that. We're not going to do that surgery. No, 
my students as a professor, no, this is what's going to happen. Like when we start saying no, when we start saying this is the direction we want to go in, or when we say no and I'm leaving and I'm going to create my own thing, all of those are going against the grain. Entrepreneurs, heads off to us because we go against the grain, especially as Black women. We are entering the entrepreneurial field at the highest numbers, but we're also still like the average female founder is making 30,000. The average white female founder is making 150,000. That's a huge gap. I believe that one of the reasons why, the main reasons why is because of our lack of our skill of stress recovery. Let me explain why I say this. Listen, you're going to make mistakes as an entrepreneur. You're going to make decisions that don't fare well sometimes. That's just part of the game. People ain't going to like you. And it's going to be some of the people that you're surprised, like the people who love, 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 loved you, like celebrated you. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> it never fails. It's that one that was like, uh-uh. Like such and such, such, and you did, 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 and you this and you that. That's the one that is going to change their thoughts about you. They're going to switch from one extreme to the other extreme. I've had it happen to me on numerous occasions, and I'm always surprised. And the last time it happened, I was like, oh, <laughs> you thought, <laughs> right? You thought this shouldn't have be happened. You thought this, that it wouldn't happen from this person. So when things like that happen, when you do a launch of your product or your service or your offering and it fails, when we do all of this stuff, that produces so much stress in our body because can't fail. We got to do it for the culture, all of that. Right. But here's the deal. We are starting out not at baseline. If everybody else's baseline is zero, I think that our baseline on stress is at 100. So we're starting out as at 100 where everybody else is starting at zero as far as stress level. Our baseline stress level is 100. Everybody else's baseline stress level is zero. Okay. I know I'm talking in like broad terms and everything. I know other people have shit going on too, but you ain't my people. You aren't who I'm coaching right now. Okay. So I get it. I know you guys are going to send me the emails, but Brig, I get it. Like I totally get it, but there's no way you're going to convince me that even with the shit that everybody else goes through, that black women don't go through that and the stuff that we go through as black women. That's just like our baseline. You will never convince me otherwise until this system changes. You will never convince me otherwise of that disparity. Sorry. Okay. But you can make it a big point if you want to or not. So everybody else baseline zero, our baseline is 100 because of society, because of the way people think about Black women, because of the shit that we've gone through, because of the 
I'm going to talk about it because of our generational shit. I very rarely bring that up, but I really want to bring it up today. So we're at a hundred, right? Okay. So when shit happens and shit pops off, the people who are at zero, shit popped off, they go up to a hundred. But guess what? We are starting at a hundred. So when shit pops off, we go up to 200 and our body's like, what? Like, listen, I can't take anymore, right? So it will protect us and fight. You're going to beat everybody, tear this motherfucker down, right? Or we're going to freeze, roll over, play dead, indecision. I can't do anything. Just shut it down, stay in the bed. We're going to fawn. What do you want me to do? I'm so sorry. I'll give you everything free. I'll give you all your money back and then some, or I'm going to over deliver. I'm going to show up and like do more than I want to do. Or we're just going to run away. (laughs) Just hide. Forget it. I'm going back to anesthesia, right? Because we're almost already maxed out. Like we don't have as much room, like our capacity. If you went down to zero, and it was 100, but the capacity is 150, you still have that, right? But if you start out at 100 and it's 100, you went past your capacity. And you want to know why we're like, don't want to be wrong. We don't want to make a mistake. We like overthink everything because it's self-protective, right? Like if we're already at 100, the possibility of making mistakes and putting us over capacity and shutting us down is greater. That is why I say recovery is the thing we get to work on. Like, what if we were able to take it from 100 back down to zero or at least 25, right? If we can work on our baseline. And guess what? Guess when you work on your baseline? You work on your baseline when you ain't going through shit, right? Not when you're going through shit. You can't work on your baseline when you're going through shit. That's just like, when I tell my clients and give them breathing things and everything, I tell them like, this is the stuff we work on. Like that's why Deeply Rooted is a year long program because I want to be there through the ups and the downs, but it's the downs that we really make progress on this. Okay, so I really do believe half of our thing is we're not willing to fail. That's why I did the willing to fail challenge. But the reason why we aren't willing to fail is because we don't have that capacity and our nervous system and our body already knows that. Last week, I kind of talked about like, stress awareness. Like we're not even aware of how stressed we are until we get out of it. It's not even a think we are. You can look at our health statistics and understand that and know that. Why do we have disability earlier and longer than everybody else? What's the impact of just that? Just that as Black women. First of all, we start out below in a negative We don't have the head start, most of us, right? So as far as support, we have to work harder to get it, go through more shit to get it. So therefore we get a late start to the program and then we have to stop earlier than everybody else. Well, where's the wealth generation in that, right? Where's the building? Because our window for creating wealth is so small because we got to 
go through some shit <laughs> to start it, which means we get a late start. And because of all the shit and we don't have the adequate stress recovery skills, now we got to end it earlier because we have disability, right? So we're losing so much like knowledge and wisdom from our elder members of our community because they're disabled. Like their brain is like off, brain fog, can't think, not sharp, not all of that because of the stress of the system that we're in and our inability to recover from it. Okay. So disability, chronic disease, breast cancer at a higher rate, diabetes at a higher rate, heart disease at a higher rate, cancer at a higher rate. Why? Because of this. Like that is evidence that I'm saying that our life is fucking harder. A lot of times it's harder and we don't know how to recover from it. Okay. Now, a lot of times it's harder because we're still using the same beliefs that got us through and that's creating even more stress. That's what we work on in Deeply Rooted. We work on the shit that our grandmamas and aunties and great-grandmamas and mamas, 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 mamas was never able to say. For the first time, we can fucking make a mistake. For the first time, we don't have to do it for the culture anymore. We can take that burden off. We get to live fulfilled and put our shit out there and dream and put it out there. But you need the recovery skills to do that. Okay. I was listening to my business coach today and she was talking about growth mistakes. Stacey Bayman, if you listen to her, she's a business coach for life coaches. And I was listening to her today. She was talking about growth mistakes. Like there's failures and then there's growth mistakes and they happen. And she was talking about like how her inability to be able to like withstand like if you're building a race car and she would stop soon as one screw came loose, she would stop and like, no, we got to tighten up that screw and we got to figure out why that screw came undone. So she never got to the capacity of like seeing what the car actually could do because she would never just let it run and go. And so she was like, maybe instead of trying to drive a Toyota, she needed to drive like a Lamborghini. And she was saying that her vice president said no, because the Lamborghinis are always in the shop. Like what you need is an off-roader, like something that can take the mud, the stream, four-wheel drive, the snow, go up the hill, take the boulder, everything like that capacity. Right. And that's why I was like, that's what it is. I know the world, not arguing with the world. I know the world is unfair for us, but that also makes us the strongest fucking demographic, I believe, because of it. But the only reason why we can't see it is because we aren't recovered. We don't have those skills. What do I mean by that? We don't have the skill to really look at things and like, that's what thought work does is it helps you retell, reframe the story. So your brain is in danger, but it's like, oh, they get to be disappointed in me and it's not the end of the world. But until we understand that and deal with that, then we're like, oh my God. 
So we're still stressed out over that. Well, we don't necessarily have to be stressed out over that. That's where thought work and reframing comes in. Okay. But there's another part to this. I was listening to someone and there was a study about mice. And I'm probably going to get this wrong, but it proves the point. They did mice and then they sprayed the smell of gardenias. Okay, I want you guys to really pay attention to this. They sprayed the smell of gardenias. And when they sprayed the smell of gardenias, they shocked them. So the mice started like when they smelled the smell of gardenias, they associated that with getting shocked, right? What gets fired together gets wired together. You want to know how I know we're all fucking internalized condition? Because some shit has been fired together and wired together for generations for us. Don't look at me in the eye. Why are you talking like that? Gotta be perfect. Being judged. All of that stuff got fired and wired together for us. And just think of all the things that got fired and wired together and your brain associated those two together. People talking about me unsafe, right? <laughs> Doing wrong, making a mistake, being a failure, unsafe, fired and wired together. And you want to know why? Like we can't relax. We did a fucking movie, exhale. We can't exhale. We're always bracing for the impact, bracing for it, ready for it fired together, wired together. That has been our existence. Gardenia, shock. Hey, but here's the thing. They trace this. It got to a point where they can just spray the gardenia and the mice would go into a freeze response. They would just freeze without the shock. They smelled the gardenia. They would go immediately into a freeze response. That's what stored stuff in our body does. That's what trauma does. That's the neural pathways, everything. Smell the gardenia, freeze response. There was no danger. There was no shock. That's what I work with my clients on in Deeply Rooted. Relationship issues, gardenia, no shock, but it's the gardenia, freeze response. Okay, why is that? We work through that, but we work through it from a cultural level for us, right? Gardenia, spouse, um, boss didn't like the presentation. Gardenia, no shock, but still went to a freeze response. So now it's like coaching through and understanding like that part of you that is frozen, that is seeing it as danger, but really it's not. So now we've got to unlearn the fact that gardenia means shock. Now we got to unlearn that. So that's why I'm saying a lot of the stuff that I do in Deeply Rooted in this container is the unlearning of gardenia smell does not equal shock anymore. Used to, I understand your response to it. I understand why, like, to be single is like, oh my God, it's a travesty. Something must be wrong with me. Gardenia, shock. Now, it's just gardenia. There's no shock. So now the coaching is to reframe, like, is there danger there? Why do you make that mean? What are you making that mean? You mean you don't have black love? 
you are a product of black love. Black love is all around us. We ain't got to go look for black love. Like we do a hashtag black love. Like that's some, some rare thing. No, I am black love. Black love lives within me. I see black love everywhere. It doesn't have to come like for me experiencing it with somebody who has a third leg or someone of the same sex even, right? It doesn't have to like if have to be in a romantic relationship. Black love is just me loving all my sisters, loving all my kids, loving in my family. I see Black love and can experience Black love anytime I want. Once I did that, it's like the gardenia. See, there's no shock. There's no shock, right? That's what the coaching does is it untangles that and that can take a while, okay? And also that freeze response. So it's like gardenia, that's freeze response in your nervous system. So there's thinking about it and coaching on it cognitively, but then there is like unwiring it in your nervous system. That's the other way we do that in Deeply Rooted, right? That's the way where we look at it and like, okay, baby girl, you're feeling this way. And we're not going to deny that you're feeling this way and that you're scared shitless because you smelled the gardenias. I understand why. Anybody else would be like, it's just gardenia smell. Why are you freaking out? I'm like, I get why you're freaking out because gardenia smell used to come with a shock and you've been trained that way, right? I get it. I fucking get it. But now the work is to compassionately say, hey, baby girl. Okay, I know that, but is that really what that is? And like to rewire that in your nervous system so that your nervous system is no longer attaching the gardenia smell to it. Or and in way to do that is to be able to feel that feeling. Like, yep, I'm panicking. It's the gardenia smell. I know exactly why it's going to do that. It's doing that because it's to understand, like, oh, the gardenia smell used to mean shock. That's why my body is doing this because that's the point where you're like, but it feels so unsafe. It doesn't feel normal. It feels like such, such. And I'm like, yeah. And that's when we are willing to feel that emotion, feel that freeze response because we understand the programming of it. And we understand our body is like telling us we're in danger and it's up to us to reteach it. No, it's just gardenia smell. There's no shock coming. There's nothing wrong happening. Even though it feels it like it's happening in our body. So our stress capacity, increasing our stress capacity means being able to feel that and understand that and weather through that. So therefore we like reprogram. That takes a while, guys. That's why my program is a year. I don't want to rush through this shit. We've been rushing and urgent and doing this and hurrying and hustling all our life. What will happen if you gave yourself a year to address your shit? Your shit, not mine, it's yours. In a container where you say, I smell gardenia and my body is freaking out. And everybody in the room is like, mm-hmm, understand, because we've been shocked. Because everybody else is like, what do you mean smelling gardenia? Why are you freezing? Because they never associated, they never experienced a gardenia with the shock. And we can stop expecting them to. It's like we were the only ones in the room that's getting a gardenia in a shock. Everybody else was like gardenias and no big deal. So they're like, when you tell them that, they're like, what are you talking about? I don't even understand it. 
And we spend so much energy trying to tell them, no, this means this. And they don't get it. I'm like, why don't we take that energy into our own space where people get it? And I understand why you think when your boss says that, I completely get that. Why? And I completely get why your brain is telling you it's danger. But this is what's happening when you're in freeze response. This is what's happening when you're in fight response. Now, how can we deal with that? And we go through the process of unpacking that for you. So eventually, you may still smell cardenas and you may always feel that experience of freeze, but you will change your relationship to that. I had a client recently, just this week, and she came here with her parents from another country due to political unrest, all of that stuff. And so there was a lot of association with people being bad and doing harm. And because of that, she and her family had to flee, right? And so now that she's a coach, Her biggest thing is like, I don't want to be bad and I don't want to do harm. So I have to overthink everything because it may be possible that I will be bad and be doing harm. And for me, I understood exactly where that came from, but it shut her down. Like she's only able to do so much because everything is an overthink and I can't do this and I can't do that. And it's paralyzing her. It was her gardenia and shock. But there was no shock because the bad and harm had already been done. She lived through that. She listened to her parents and their struggle and their story. And at the age of six, when our neural pathways are being formed, of course, her body wired and fired that together. And we've been working for like four months now, almost five. And it took us this long for her to see that as, oh, there's no shock. She still feels it, but she finally saw, oh, I see them as two separate now. I understand why I have that shock, why I have that feeling that shock is coming, why when the gardenia smell comes, I'm like, ah, I can't, and I'm such a, right? She understood herself so much. And this is what I want for every Black woman, to understand When you want to take off your earrings and get your Vaseline because the cash register person looked at you the wrong way and they said girl or whatever and everybody else in the store is like, she's overreacting. I'm like, yep, gardenia. No shock, but yeah, I get it, gardenia, right? Get it. I want you to make sense of that, not so that you can continue to do it, but so that you can understand like, oh, Maybe this isn't, and maybe this fight isn't the one I want. Like, it doesn't have to be an automatic default, right? Because that's the way they did it. That's the way it was programmed. It doesn't have to be my automatic default. And I can sit and like, "Mm -hmm, I'm really pissed right now. Okay, girl. I'm really pissed and I can breathe and I can feel this, but really, am I in danger? No, she's just a cashier. She's just right here doing her job. Yep, she might disrespected me, but okay. I don't have to fight her for it, right? Like I don't have to join every fight that I get invited to. Let me go get myself together, go talk to the manager, 
let him know, but with control, not at a fight, right? Like there is a difference. I'm not saying let the offense go. If you want to, you can for sure. But what I'm saying is like, we do it understanding like, oh, this is the gardenia. I think there's a shock coming and I understand why my body is doing this. But I also understand the toll of this. And do I want to use my energy on this at this one? Because there's sometimes like, hell yeah, uh-huh, Vaseline, I'm taking them off, let's go. Right? I'm up for it. Yeah, I'm fighting your ass on this. I fight up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm fighting. But is everyone that our body smells the gardenia, is every one of those worth getting into a freeze response and having to do all the work out of it or fight response and having to do all the work out of it. That's why I'm saying we don't have the capacity because every little thing at the stoplight and the guy next to us looks and he like says something out the, like at the top of his neck, whatever. It's like everything. Like we don't have the capacity to put out our brilliance because we haven't disassociated gardenia and shock. I know those were mice, but let me also tell you one thing about this experiment that actually did happen. They traced that. Remember I said that they could just smell the gardenia and then they would go into a freeze response. There was no shock. Eventually it was just gardenias and no shock. They let those breed and have babies. Guess what happened with the babies? Smelled the gardenia, went to a shock response. There was no shock for them, but they went into a stress freeze response. Guess what happened when they let those babies have babies? Yeah. Smelled the gardenias, went to a stress response. Never saw it, never experienced it, smelled the gardenias and went into a stress response. We are the way we are. Because this shit has passed on for 400 fucking years. You want to tear up the whole fucking Tom Thumb because of the cashier? I get it, gardenia. No shock. I get it. You make sense. But let's make sense and unpack it and understand that, oh, this is just gardenias. There's no stress response, but it's been passed on from generation to generation to generation. You make sense, queen. You want to do your epic shit. You want to just have an amazing life, an amazing relationship with yourself. Can't think highly of yourself. Gardenia shock. She too big for her britches. Gardenia shock. Now as we walk in a room and someone looks and we don't even know what they're thinking of. Oh my God, gardenia. We shut down. We go into a new business and we're the only black person there and we got to disagree with something. That's what our job was, was to go do that. But we're the only one, gardenia, gardenia. Yes, this is biological unbreaking of chains. This work is the work we need to do to unveil our brilliance. It has nothing to do with our capabilities. It has everything to do with our capacity. But the one thing we have to do is understanding this and stop reacting to every gardenia scent.
But we do this not from being mad, but being so compassionate about, oh, baby girl, that must have been hell. Like, think about that for all of us. And we get to unpack this, but we don't unpack this by being numb to it. We get unpacked this by feeling it. I know, heart rate racing, this feeling of rage, I get it. We get to unpack this by leaning into this, but we lean into this and we unpack this in community. That's why this is a group. We cannot do this work by ourselves. Healing this type of trauma, this type of conditioning is best done on a faster rate in community. That's why I'm like, no, babe, mm -mm, you coming into the group, you're going to share your story and just sharing your story and seeing a whole screen or in our live events, a whole room full of women shaking their head. Because for the first time you're saying, I smell gardenia and my body was such and such and the whole room was going, yeah, I know understand. We get you. We understand you. You want to do your epic shit? We do epic shit in three areas. In your relationship with yourself. Do you want to go on a self-love journey? Do you want to like become a disciplined person? Do you want to be one that you can trust yourself? That we do an epic shit project on our relationship with ourselves. We do an epic project with our relationship with others? Do you want to heal a relationship with the past, with a family member, a friend? Do you want to not when your boss asks for a meeting? Do you want to show up differently with your boss, your husband, your wife? Do you want to have a different relationship with them? Do you want them to be able to do whatever and not make it mean like, oh my God, he's not. Like, I remember when I was married and my husband would have a bad day and would come in and I'd be like, oh my God, he doesn't love me anymore. It didn't have nothing to do with me. He had a bad day at work. He's just not talking. He doesn't feel good. Like, do you want to change that relationship, that dependency on like needing validating from that? We work on your relationship with others. You pick one project, we work through it, right? And the reason why we're doing this is like, because we're leaning in, but we got to give you something to lean into so that their shit comes up, the gardenia, and we get to understand it, unpack it, and you get to see how you react with the gardenia smell. And then eventually, like, it's like, yep, you can smell our gardenia and I understand why I'm doing this and you can change your relationship to it. It doesn't mean that you stop doing it. It just means that the fact that you're doing it is okay. And the third area we do it is in your work or your contribution to the world. You want to start that bakery business? You want to start that craft business? You want to start that boutique. You want to make an extra 50000 You don't even know what it is, but I want to start a business. You want to grow your current business. You want to get a promotion in your job, right? Like you want to change careers. We lean into that. So three areas, one year. You start with either one, one of them that you want. I always suggest you start with you first, but hey, you want to start on your contribution to the world first? That's fine. We go to work. We meet every week. We unpack. We have the coaching intensives for the deeper work and the community. And you will slowly start seeing yourself. Sometimes you'll smell gardenia and they'll be like, oh my God, there was gardenia and I didn't do anything. 
And then sometimes you'll smell gardenias like, oh my God, I had to fight such, such, such. So you'll start seeing the difference and you'll start changing your relationship. And eventually you'll heal that part of you or understand that part of you so much so that maybe the next generation and the next generation, there's no response to gardenia because you decided to do your work. You decided to stop the cycle because you spent a year becoming rooted in who you are, your worthiness, and you unlearned all the shit that the master taught us. As Andre Lord said, we will never be free using the master's tools, right? We're going to stop using their tools. We're going to be free but we're going to become free mentally. And a lot of us are free mentally, but we're not free biologically or emotionally. That's the work we're doing. Doors are open. We close March 4th. If you're listening to this after that time, don't worry. Go to our website, Brig Johnson. You know the thing. You're interested, join the group, put in an application. We would love to have you. But this is the work we do in community. It's the most important work we can do for our next generations to come. It is the most important work we can do because when we start putting our epicness out there, we start changing the narrative because we already know it, but we haven't seen it, not because we're not capable. We haven't seen it because we haven't learned to increase our capacity. And that means we need to come down from 100 and go down the baseline. I have all the tools in the container in order to do that. We work on your sleep. We work on your activity. We work on all the things that brings recovery down. Join us. I hope this helped. And hey, I'll talk to you later. For some of you guys, I'll see you inside Deeply Rooted. Okay, bye. Did you enjoy this podcast where I have a personal invitation? I want to spend time with you, coach you, talk about the issues that are affecting you. We do this in a community we call the Melanin Hour, created just for us high-achieving Black women. You can register at brickjohnson.com forward slash coaching. And don't forget, Deeply Rooted is where we put all this shit together. We immerse ourselves And we master this. Six months, you, me, and a bunch of women that look like you and got a little melanin in them. (laughs) That's Deeply Rooted. You can register for the wait list at brickjohnson.com forward slash group. Hope to see you there. Bye.